If you've been diagnosed with cancer, your world is spinning. Where do you turn? Who do you talk to to help you guide through that maze of cancer care? My guests to tell us about this in this panel discussion today is Kaya Misha Dolson Ostrander. She's a Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall Oncology Social Worker, and Karen Chardulo. She's a Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall Nurse Navigator and Clinical Coordinator of Oncology Services. Ladies, I'm so glad to have you with us. So many people go through this and they don't know what to do next. So, Karen, I'd like to start with you. What is an oncology nurse navigator? So um, I'm a registered nurse, um, specialty in oncology. I'm chemo biotherapy certified, and um, I uh, have the opportunity to be able to teach them um, about chemotherapy drugs, um, about their disease, uh, answer any questions. Um, Also, we do navigation, which is um, we try to find grants uh, to help make it more feasible um, for the patient while they're in treatment and, um, you know, uh, try and help them with community resources. Kaya Misha, tell us what happens. You're a social worker in oncology. What happens when a patient first finds out that they have cancer? What is their first step? What are they supposed to do? Usually what happens um, after they've, meet, they've met with their oncologist and their family to discuss treatment options they usually meet with us when they start treatment. And what that involves is going over any psychosocial barriers that may have been identified before treatment starts. So that could be financial. It could be working with family and partners for transportation, insurance, and other physical limitations that come along with the disease. Usually patients are very scared, they're nervous, and they don't know what to expect. So we try to help them understand what the process looks like. How do they get connected with you guys, Kayamisha? Usually they're connected with us through a, a patient referral process from the medical oncologist or our radiation oncologist. So they would contact us either by phone, email, or fax to let us know the patient's in need. Karen, then speak a little bit about the Littman Cancer Center's patient navigation program. How fast, as Kayamisha said, they, they get going with you guys. How long does all of this take? Because there's a lot of moving pieces. Right. So um, we meet them uh, within the, we're supposed to call them within the first 24 to 48 hours. Um, to If they're referred from outpatient, if we see them in radiation, um, we see them on their first, uh, first CT stim or their first treatment day. Um, and we start working with them from that day through their whole process of treatment. We still continue to follow them after they're done with treatment if needed. But um, depending on what barriers they have, it takes different amount of time. Like if it's transportation, there's not a lot of transportation services out there, but we try um, to exhaust all resources. Um, being with grants, um, we will submit grants that day if we can find um, funding for that type of cancer. So it varies, but we start working on it immediately. Kaya Misha, tell us how you help patients deal with so many different aspects in their cancer journey, not just the physical part, as Karen discussed, you know, telling them about chemo and getting transportation, but there's that psychosocial, emotional, the fear, family fear. Tell us about what you do. Usually what I I try to do is to meet with the patients and their families 
and normalize their feelings and the concerns. They're, they're not alone in this process. We are looking, as we treat the patients, we're looking beyond the disease. So looking beyond that disease includes looking at their hopes, their goals, their dreams, things that make them who they are, and reassuring them that those things will not end because they have a cancer diagnosis or they're going through cancer treatment. So it's a lot of reassurance, a lot of support, normalizing their fears and concerns, as well as their families. What are some of their other concerns that they make clear to you? Some of their other concerns can be seeing their grandchildren either graduate high school, see them born, see their adult children getting married, um, spending the rest of their life with their partner, being able to be home more, doing outside activities, all those things that were going on before they were diagnosed with cancer and before they started treatment. It's almost as though there's this disruption in their life and their fear and concern is, will that disruption ever end? Yeah, that's a good point because it's certainly hard to see the end of the tunnel when you're just starting this whole process. So, Karen, tell us a little bit about money because can you guys help them navigate that very confusing financial world of cancer treatment? And is there a charge for patient navigation? Uh, no, there's no charge for patient navigation. Um, it's done, like we said before, through the, through the referral service. And um, it doesn't cost the patients anything um, for it to be involved with navigation services. Uh, we do try to help them with their finances um, if needed um, by getting them the grants or um, helping them with bank statements or mortgage, um, you know, questions or um, stuff like that. But, I mean, obviously we can't fund everything, but we do um, go above and beyond to try to help make it a little bit better for the patient and their family. Um, we also do, um, we also work with a company that will deliver food to houses um, once a week uh, if you have kids under 18. And I think that that's a big thing for um, especially our younger patients that are worried so much about their kids and uh, making sure that they have food on the table, especially with co-pays and all that, um, all that um, worry. What a great service that you ladies are providing at such an important time in somebody's life. Kaya Misha, tell us a little bit about support services. Are there groups where they can go and talk about their fears? Is it mostly one-on-one? -on -one? Do the families get to go to some of these support services? Tell us a little bit about how that part works. So we do have some support groups that we offer on campus. Um, at the, the Cornwall location. We offer those in the evenings on the, on each Wednesday of the month. So depending on what the group is, there'll be, a, it'll, each Wednesday will be different. We have a survivors group, a caregivers group, we have a breast cancer options group, and a general support group. So what those do is they offer a platform for patients or patients that have already completed treatment and their families as well to come and sit down and discuss what they're going through, um, seeking that support from each other, wh whatever stage they're at throughout their journey, and getting that reassurement that they're not alone. So families are more than welcome to come. Our caregivers group is more aimed at those who are caring for family members that are going through this illness. However, we do encourage them to bring their family members as well so that they can understand that this isn't necessarily a burden. This is something that they've that caregivers have taken on 
and they just need that emotional support as well. We also have a nutritional support group um, to help patients that are having difficulty eating um, or to learn what things they can eat um, through this diagnosis um, because a lot of times when patients lose weight, they don't realize ways that they can bring it up. So we do have a nutritional support group with a registered dietitian. It is such a confusing time. And besides the social aspect and the process, Kaya Misha, tell us your role as a palliative care and oncology. You're kind of the liaison in that respect. And tell people what you do with palliative care. What does that mean? So palliative care is a supportive service that is usually introduced when um, a patient has a recurrent or metastatic disease. So what that looks like is we have a palliative care physician, nurse practitioner, and then a social worker, which is myself. And we are there to support patients and their families, help them manage symptoms, and prepare them for what life looks like living with a chronic illness. So we're kind of coming in sometimes during the latter stages of the disease to really help them more look at quality of life over quantity. Because at the end of the day, what our patients and families want is that time together. That's so important. Karen, first last word to you. What would you like the listeners to know about the Littman Cancer Center's patient navigation program, how to get in touch with you all, and what you can do for them? Um, well, I would like them to know that we're here to help them um, and their families. Uh, they can call us either at the Radiation Center um, or they can call us on our cell phones. We do have uh, rack cards that we give out to the doctor's offices, or they can just ask their doctor um, to refer them to us, and we would be happy to help make their journey a lot better. Kaya Misha, tell us what you want patients to take away from this segment about the need and the way to ask for help, because sometimes people don't want to, sometimes the caregiver doesn't want to, but kind of wrap it up for us in how important it is for patient navigation, palliative care, all of these support services when someone is diagnosed with cancer? Um, What I would like patients and families, um, anyone that is going through this kind of situation, is that reaching out and asking for help is okay. Cancer is a disease that is not just affecting the individual, but it affects the entire family. It's a, As I mentioned earlier, it's a disruption to their everyday life. So I would hope that patients, physicians, family members, anyone that is listening to this understands that they are not alone and asking for that additional support is for them to improve their quality of life, to help them through this process, to take away some of the stress and burden that comes along with it. It's great information. Thank you, ladies, for coming on and thank you for all the wonderful work that you're both doing to help cancer patients. It's such an important position. Thank you again for an appointment. Please call the Littman Cancer Center at 845-458-4444 or go to montefiorslc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other helpful podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.